0: This is Bradbury 100, celebrating the centenary year of American writer Ray Bradbury. I'm Phil Nichols of BradburyMedia.co.uk. Each week on the podcast we usually look at some aspect of Bradbury's life and work, and usually interview someone who is inspired by Ray. But this one's a bit different. Hello again, and thanks for continuing to subscribe to Bradbury 100. In this short episode, I just want to bring you up to date with things that are going on in the Bradbury world. Of course, we're now well into 2021, so it's no longer Bradbury's centenary year. And that's why I'm not doing these episodes as often as I used to. But there's still Bradbury activity, both from me and from friends and colleagues. so. Let's take a look at some of these. Oh, and I'll have links to everything on my website, bradburymedia.co.uk. Well, first of all, over on YouTube, there's my companion piece to Bradbury 100, a channel called Bradbury 101. What I try to do with Bradbury 101 is share my enthusiasm for Bradbury's work and also provide an introduction to his key works. One episode of Bradbury 101, explains what happened to Ray's first book, Dark Carnival, and why it's the only Bradbury book to have gone out of print. Here's a brief excerpt from that episode. Dark Carnival was Ray Bradbury's first ever book, a short story collection published in 1947 from Arkham House. It contains 27 stories, and some of them are Bradbury's very, very best. And yet, It's out of print. There are some real classics here. The Homecoming, Skeleton, The Jar, The Lake, The Emissary, The Small Assassin, The Crowd, The Scythe, The Wind. There was an old woman. All of these classic Bradbury stories. You'll find them in other Bradbury books, and you'll find them on TV and radio because they've been adapted countless times. Let's take a look at the first one of these, Homecoming. Homecoming first appeared in a women's magazine called Mademoiselle in 1946. It was rescued from the slush pile by somebody working at the publisher, a guy with a weird name, Truman Capote. And Capote found the story and recommended it to the editors. And the editors rather loved it, but it didn't fit in with the magazine as a whole. Bradbury's story was a fantasy story, a Halloween story. No way did that fit in with the ethos of a women's magazine. So they decided to change the format. For one issue only, they went all Halloween and they made a big feature of Bradbury's story, Homecoming. They commissioned a painting from Charles Adams, and it was used as a double page spread for this first appearance. Many years later, Bradbury took this short story and a number of related stories and turned them into a novel. This is something he'd done before with The Martian Chronicles, Dandelion Wine. In this case, the novel was From the Dust Returned, and a welcome return on the cover of the book to the Charles Adams painting from way back when. And in my most recent episode of Bradbury 101, I attempt to explain how Ray got branded as a science fiction writer, and then found it difficult to shake off that label. Ray Bradbury wrote in many genres, and yet the label science fiction writer is the one that stuck for many, many years. His first book, Dark Carnival, was not science fiction. It was fantasy and horror. His second book, The Martian Chronicles, was arguably science fiction, but he denied it, saying it was pure fantasy. But his third book was undoubtedly science fiction, and that's The Illustrated Man. The Illustrated Man was published in hardcover by Doubleday in 1951. Most of the stories are science fiction, and very good science fiction. Many of them have become Bradbury classics over the years, being adapted multiple times for television, radio, stage, and film. There were only three items in the book that were completely new. A prologue, an epilogue, and a short story called No Particular Night or Morning. The remaining stories had all been previously published in magazines. Let's take a look at these stories and see how they first appeared. My introductions to Bradbury's books on Bradbury 101 are illustrated. I use lots of magazine covers and interior artwork to illustrate the talks. And yes, I realise I'm often highlighting the work of artists here rather than Bradbury's words but I think many Bradbury fans appreciate the strong links between Bradbury and his illustrators. Bradbury 101 is easy to find. Just head to YouTube and search for Bradbury 101. While you're on YouTube, you might also want to watch a very enjoyable talk from my friends and colleagues from the Ray Bradbury Experience Museum. Ortey Ortwine goes through Ray's work in comics and graphic arts. And Sandy Petrosius tells of Ray's hometown of Waukegan, Illinois. Now, you may remember Sandy as my interview guest on the second episode of this podcast. autie and Sandy's talks are presented by Schaumburg Library. Just search YouTube for Ray Bradbury and Comics, and it'll pop right up with Schaumburg Library right next to it. And two other guests from Bradbury 100 have made some appearances on podcasts from the American Writers' Museum. John Eller, the author of Becoming Ray Bradbury, Ray Bradbury Unbound, Bradbury Beyond Apollo. John appeared on Dead Writer Drama, the podcast, to talk about Ray's FBI file. Oh, yes, the man who wrote about the lone pedestrian being arrested by a self-driving police car was under watch from the FBI in real life, mainly because of his speaking out against the McCarthy witch hunts of the 1950s. As usual, John Eller is able to not only tell of these events, but to place them in the context of Ray's writing and his overall career. It's a great interview, and I highly recommend it. John Eller was, of course, the co-founder of the Centre for Ray Bradbury Studies at Indiana University. But he recently retired, so he is now a professor emeritus. But he remains active in a number of Bradbury projects, and you'll hear more about those later this year. John's been succeeded at the Bradbury Centre by Jason Aukerman, who was another early guest on Bradbury 100. Just recently, Jason, too, was on an American Writers Museum podcast, this time the one called Nation of Writers. Jason was interviewed alongside our friend and colleague Patrick Mullins from the Ray Bradbury Experience Museum. And the combined interview and the interchanges between Jason and Patrick are great to hear. And it will remind you of some of the reasons that we all of us love Bradbury's work. Well, that's it for now. I'll have links on my website to all of the items I've spoken about today. Just head for bradburymedia.co.uk. I will be back at some point with more Bradbury news. Meanwhile, I hope to see you on YouTube on Bradbury 101. Bradbury 100 is presented and produced by Phil Nichols. Music is provided by Purple Planet at purpleplanet.com. Please subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all good podcast places. For more information, head to bradburymedia.co.uk.